basically one of the key things we need to to remember is that uh, access to power is, is a public need in the UK. So there will always need to be, uh, in my view, some sort of central control coordination. Welcome, I'm Mike Wilkes. I'm Vice President in Utilities and Capgemini, and I lead all our activities in UK Energy Networks. Um, today, um, we are launching an, an exciting series of podcasts to talk about the transformation that distribution network businesses faces today as they evolve towards distribution system operators of the future. And I would like to introduce Dr. David Butcher, who's been leading our, our um, development of thought leadership in this area and how we as Capgemini can play a significant role in supporting that transformation. David. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Dr. David Butcher. I am a program manager working in transformation within the DNO sector, um, and I'm authoring and have authored a number of thought leadership papers on the DNO DSO transformation, of which uh, this will be the first podcast in a series. So this is the first in a series of podcasts on the topic of the DNO to DSO journey. And today we're going to talk about you know, what is driving the change um, that we see in the sector, what that change might look like, and what, what are the beginnings of the implications for the distribution network businesses. Um, this podcast series is uh, going to be available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple. Um, so uh, we hope we'll hit a, a variety of audiences. So let's start with um, what's driving change in the power distribution system uh, in the UK. If, if I share some of my thoughts, I'm sure, David, you've got um, plenty more to, to chime in. But I think fundamentally what we're seeing today is a shift from a classical energy system of large components and very uh, predictable and stable behavior to a energy system which is much more fragmented much more localized much more complex and much more dynamic in the relationship uh, across the value chain from generation to uh, consumption at household level and distribution networks are very much in the center of this ongoing sector transformation as they are the um, businesses which are critical to the delivery of the energy needs of households up and down the country in the UK. Yes, I'd, I'd certainly agree with that. And I think um, for me, there are three things really driving that fragmentation and change of behavior. And at a top level, those are the reducing cost um, of renewable energy um, the changing use of energy uh, across the business and uh, private dwelling uh, sectors, and also the, uh, the the rise of distributed ledger technology. So there, there's really three things there that 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 DNOs at the highest level need to be thinking about. I mean, so taking those one at a time. Um, so the re reducing cost of renewables is really the main factor driving their uptake at the moment uh, out in uh, out in the field so you've got across the board you have biomass tidal wind solar probably as the as the leading four at the moment um, of which probably the one that's going to cause most complexity uh, out in the uh, the the low voltage network particularly is is that of solar um, when 
solar energy was being uh, subsidised heavily by uh, by the government. Um, individual householders were uh, were putting uh, solar on their roofs uh, at quite a rate. Now that that rate has dropped off a little bit, but uh, even without the subsidy, now people are seeing the uh, the social benefits and the economic benefits of being able to supply their own power and also to uh, potentially take take the position where they can sell back to the grid um and this is uh, this has coined the uh, the phrase which is uh, which has started to ring around the industry over the last 18 months two years of, uh, of the word prosumer uh, so somebody who not only uh, consumes energy from the grid but also produces their own and has the the opportunity to uh, uh, to sell that back so i think that's that's going to be of those three, the, the most immediate thing that's that, that's driving um, uh, driving the change in how the DNOs have to uh, have to operate. Um, Mike, do you want to build anything on, on on that point? Well, I think the the there's a couple of game changes that are are happening as we speak, which is the um, the rapid escalation in deployment of energy storage devices of different natures and different scales into the uh, energy ecosystem. I mean, this is, this is particularly important because it allows the integration of weather-dependent um, renewable generation around solar or wind, um, which you know, in, in its raw form, you only get the generation when it's when the sun shines in the case of solar, or the wind blows in the case of wind. Um, but when you connect those to energy storage devices you have the ability to shift that generation effectively to times of greater need of demand because the weather doesn't always, as we know, um, do what we want it to do when we need it to. So um, I think that development and the, the commercial um, commercial um, viability of energy storage, which has happened in, in, in very recent times, is an absolute game changer for the energy industry. And I think the second thing that we need to think you know very carefully about uh, as distribution networks is the tipping point of electric vehicles so electric vehicles like any technologies is beginning to deploy in a classic s-curve deployment profile and we're about to hit that inflection point in the very near future where the scale of electric vehicle um in in the uk will will grow dramatically um, and you know if you look at the growth of solar domestic solar panels there's absolute um, um, precedence for this sudden escalation of game-changing technology um, so with electric vehicles comes all the challenges of additional demands additional infrastructure that needs to be managed all which needs to be integrated into the existing energy demands and, and, and changing landscape so i think fundamentally those two things are going to accelerate and accentuate the challenges the power distribution systems are going to need to face and what it basically need uh, means in a nutshell is that distribution businesses are not going to be traditional asset businesses in the sense of build maintain and uh, fit and forget if you like um, they are going to have to be much more operational they have going to be much more on in touch with their asset base how it's how it's um, being used, how it's behaving, and indeed not just understanding what's going on, but being able to do something to change the way that it's behaving and operating in real time. And that is an absolute game changer for, for DNOs because that is something they just simply do not do today. Yes, I'd, I'd, I would agree with that. And I think uh, I think that that's, that's 
covered two of the, the three main pillars, uh, the, the supply side and the, and the demand side. And I think the, the third piece, which DNOs are going to need to certainly keep a weather eye on, although it's, it's not a big impact as we, as we sit and talk today, is um, the, the distributed ledger technology. So the rise of things like blockchain and, and Bitcoin and other um, exchange mechanisms um, are potentially going to empower the prosumer to be able to uh, to trade energy between themselves. So I think the the, the technology and, and the ability to uh, set up their own microgrids or virtual power stations is something that over the next couple of years is also going to uh, to come to the fore. Yeah, I agree. I think the um, I mean fundam- fundamentally this sector has been driven by changes in technology which are happening thick and fast. Um, it's also been driven by a very different customer mindset to to what it's been used to uh, dealing with so the combination of the two um, is is just driving the industry whether it likes it or not to a very different future model and I think there is no single view of what that model looks like um, I, I think there is no um, switch over from one model of operation to another it's going to be piecemeal it's going to be um, different in different parts of the country and different different distribution networks will face different challenges with different speed and different concentrations depending on whether they um, have strong urban presence or more rural networks um, but equally depending on the behavior of the customers in their region you know customers in London will behave very differently from customers in the north um, and I think that in itself is an interesting dynamic for distribution networks. They are going to need to understand customer behavior in a way that they've never had to before. Um, so customer centric is a word or a phrase that's used very often. But I think as a sector as a whole, uh, and, and in particular distribution businesses who've never really had to think about what the customer uh, wants uh, beyond a stable power supply, this is a, a big cultural and mind um, mindset change for them. It does. When you look ahead to you know how how they operate as businesses um, financially and the fact that they are driven by a regulatory uh, contract, it does require them to think forward very strongly about what their future roles will be because over the coming you know few years they will be back into conversation with Offgem about what exactly is it that. Um, their, their businesses will need to do um, in the next 10 years and why and what changes to their regulatory contract will be required to allow that to happen um, effectively and efficiently um, because there's always the danger of um, doing things the easy way which is expensive um, so I think there's a lot of thinking that the industry needs to do and, and the distribution networks need to do about what is it that they, they will need from the regulatory contract under the um, Rio framework which will enable them and, and indeed support them to uh, manage the transition from their current asset uh, owner-focused business to a more asset operational business and much more heavily engaged with um, end consumers on a day-to-day basis than they've ever been before. Hmm. And I think to pick up one of, the, one of the points you made there in terms of what does that power system of the future actually look like? Uh, I think there's there's a number of considerations there that that, uh, that, that DNOs and others need to take in, into account. Um, uh, I think the, the, one of the key things we, we need to, to remember is that uh, access to power is, is a public need in the UK. So 
there will always need to be, uh, in my view, some sort of central control or coordination. So you know, the role that the TSO takes now, whether that changes in nature in the future is, is highly likely due to technology changes and, and other such things. But to be able to, to knit the power system across uh, across the UK together, uh, I think is, is, a, is a critical role and we'll, uh, we'll obviously uh, need to remain there. But uh, I think you, you touched upon the the regional variation, and I think this is going to be a big challenge for the for the DSOs in terms of the uh, the size and shape that they will need to be in the future compared to the DNOs that we have today. Um, I think certainly with uh, technology changes and the nature of the way that people will be able to generate distributed power across the country, I think regional variations are going to to drive um, a lot of complexity into this. So, for example, if you uh, if you if you go to Cornwall and areas like that where there's a lot of sunshine and, and uh, the proliferation of, of solar is going to be quite large. The further north you go, uh, windier areas, you're probably more likely to get more uh, more wind power, obviously. But in terms of demographics as well, the uptake of EVs, much more likely in uh, high urban areas than uh, than rural areas. Uh, just access to power and, uh, and, the, and the social demographic of the people living in those areas. So I think the regional variations are going to... Um, Create a, a volatility of uh, of um, flow which the, which DSO DNOs in their in their current size are going to struggle to deal with. So I think the regionalisation is potentially going to drive a, a more of a managed interdependence uh, sort of approach um, across the country. So you'll have smaller interdependent DSOs that, that might be um, subsidiaries of the current DNOs and that, that's, that's a, a piece for a future discussion I think but uh, but the ability to to knit all of this together into one single system I think is going to be uh, going to be a key exam question for the industry. Any builds on that Mike? Well I think that's the the crux of the question that the industry is facing is um, what is that what is that future state? What is that managed? What is that level of managed interdependency? I mean, is it is it a case of greater inter- interrelationship between distribution networks? Well, you know, physically, actually, they're not connected. So, is it more a case of creating some some platform that they are able to to use as a basis for that interdependency? Is it more about an interdependency between the DNOs and uh, National Grid, the you know system operator for the uk as a whole um you know what is i think the relationship between dnos or future dsos and national grid is is one of the big questions at, at stake here and i think that's something that we'll explore in a little bit more depth um in a, on a further podcast but i think it's not just about how dnos transform themselves it's fundamentally about how do they interconnect within a a changing ecosystem involving national grid consumers, retailers, technology providers, decentralized generators, uh, storage technologies, a whole array, you know, um, providers of internet based services, um, very um, leading edge technologies around AI, RPA, blockchain, etc. This is a, this is a, you know, a, a challenge that they simply haven't had to deal with before, and it, it is something that um, you know is going to need a lot of partnership and collaboration between the DNOs and other parties to create um, the uh, the energy networks of the future, which um, will meet the needs of the consumer um, and indeed the needs of the country, because ultimately 
that is that is the whole purpose of energy provision in this country is to drive the economy drive the needs of uh of the population so you know this is not a an optional question that needs to be answered this is a absolutely fundamental question in a in an industry of critical national importance so as you can imagine lots of strong views lots of different views but i think everybody agrees that the way forward will be a much greater level of interaction and interdependency between the DNOs and other actors in the sector than there has been before. Yes, and I, th- I think uh, obviously one of the the actors where the impacts uh, will uh, will be felt further down the line is obviously central generation. Um, so obviously at the moment, the the way uh, National Grid now to the, the DNOs is set up is is all centre out. Um, obviously, central generation takes many years to uh, to plan, develop, and, and bring online. Um, you know, without a uh, with with varying models of how distributed generation is going to uh, is going to uh, is going to be taken up and, and used and, and supplied back to the grid, that that does make things difficult to plan from a central perspective. So I think this is another reason why that managed interdependence model is going to be one that that the industry will have to seriously look at because the the centre out model um, just isn't going to be one that that it will be agile and responsive enough to be able to to deal with the power system of the future yeah so i think i think in the conversation we've had i think we've shown that you know there is a there is a fundamental change happening in the sector uh, i think the, the distribution networks are very much at the uh, um the sharp end or the or the the front of uh of that transformation in terms of uh, how they are going to evolve or need to transform the way they they operate, um, and that in future there is a much more complicated environment in which they're going to have to to operate. And uh, I you know, I think we've set the scene uh, in this podcast that um, there is a very different operating model for distribution networks. Um, from where they are today, which needs to develop and needs to be implemented. And it will be very much driven by and very much facilitated by technology. So technology is driving the challenge, but actually technology is is driving the solution. And so I think in future podcasts, um, we will explore both, you know, how the role of the DNO could evolve in more depth, um, how its relationship with its uh, other actors in the sector will evolve and very particularly the role that emerging technologies can play in supporting that transformation of their of their businesses so i hope you found our our conversation interesting uh, i hope it's provoked some thoughts some questions some even some ideas um we're very happy to continue the conversation um directly um and you can reach myself mike wilkes at uh, capgemini on linkedin you can also contact me by email um call me old school um but we are very um very keen to hear others views and thoughts uh, as we develop this thinking and uh continue our discussion over the over the series of podcasts to follow so uh where can our listeners reach you david and uh, you can also reach me uh, at uh, Capgemini on uh, david.butcher at capgemini.com or via LinkedIn, uh, where I am go under Dr. David Butcher. 
or you can uh, follow my feed on Twitter, which is at dr David Butcher, all one or one uh, word um, on uh, Twitter. If you want to take part in the conversation directly, you can contact me at mike.wilks at catgemini.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I'd be very happy to to uh, exchange ideas and thoughts on on the future of distribution networks. 